Welcome. Welcome to North Haven. My name is Adam Sidler. I am the uh, senior pastor here. And on behalf of this church and the staff, I just want to say how excited we are to be able to spend this time with you once again here on this Sunday morning. Beautiful weekend. This weather is fantastic. If we could have six months of this, heck, if we could have 12 months of this, we would never leave, right? My goodness gracious. Um, it looks like everybody did what needed to be done with kids and students, so we're good to go. Um, we are going to head into our um, second to last Sunday for this series that we're talking about and dealing with grace and shame and that relationship. But before we venture into that, I just want to reiterate what Alex had mentioned at the very outset of the service in case you missed it. Rooted registration is in full effect and we want everybody, and when I say everybody, I mean everybody, everybody in this church to get their hands on that Rooted book and to go through that experience with us. The ideal scenario for you going through Rooted is in a small group. So whether you're doing a small group that you've been involved with for uh, a, a number of years, or whether you're venturing into a small group uh, situation for the first time with our Sunday night experience that will begin September 13th from 6 to 8, or if you're with the students because they're doing their own thing with Rooted as well, or you know, if you are just going to be able to do it by yourself, uh, we want that book in your hands because we're going to be talking about it on Sunday mornings. There are daily devotions in store for that um, uh, experience as well in that book. And so please, if you haven't registered, do that. You can either do that online super easy and then just pick up your book or you can fill out that card that's in your worship folder, drop that off at the table at the end of the service, turn that in, and you can get your book that way. Uh, this experience is amazing. I've been through it three times myself. As I've mentioned before, it is transformative for the individual and for the church. So don't miss out. All right, as I mentioned, we're in our second, second to last week talking about this relationship between grace and shame. And up to this point, we've been talking a lot about shame. And kind of setting the stage. What is shame? How is it that we experience shame in our lives? Uh, and today what we're going to look at is grace and then how that's involved in the healing of shame that we experience. And, you know, a question to kind of set the stage that many of us may find ourselves asking is, why does shame have so much power over us? I mean, have you ever been in a situation like that? Maybe you haven't used the, the, the word shame specifically. Maybe it's a, a way in which you experience shame, but you ask that question, why is this having so much power over me? Why is this dictating so much of what I think about myself and how I interact with the people in my lives, the decisions I make? Why does this have so much power? And that's a legitimate question. And honestly, it's one that I have asked from time to time in my own life. And the reason why shame has so much power over our lives and the reason why we find ourselves in these cycles where we feel like we can't break free of shame is because when we experience shame, it's because we are feeling unacceptable. That we, because we feel unacceptable, unworthy at our core. We feel like we're, we're just not up to par. We're not up to snuff. Because of that, shame creeps into our lives. And the reason that we feel unacceptable is because we're afraid of not being accepted. 
either by an individual or by a family situation or a church or whatever scenario or circumstance or circle that we find ourselves in, we don't, we're, we're so afraid that we're not going to be accepted. And so because of that, we feel, we feel that we are just at the core unacceptable and then shame takes over. And that becomes then the guiding force in our lives. As I mentioned, I'm not immune to this myself. I, I've mentioned to several people over the course of the series that I feel like I'm, I'm preaching to myself just as much as I am to all of you and to those that are watching via the live stream. You know, I, I'm so um, uh, just transparent in this moment that this is a real thing for me just as I know as it is a real thing for, for all of you. And this equation that we find ourselves wrapped in kind of looks like this, right? We feel shame, we feel shame because we feel unacceptable. And we feel unacceptable because we're so afraid that we're not going to be accepted. And so when we experience that, when we experience shame because we feel unacceptable and we feel unacceptable because we're afraid of being accepted, grace is, is non-existent. It can't exist in the context of that reality. So what's the remedy? What is the remedy to heal shame in our lives? Well, the only way for shame to be released is to receive grace, to receive grace. You see, when we ex receive grace, and we'll talk about that here in a, in a little bit, when we receive the grace that's afforded to us through Jesus Christ before, because of the sacrifice that he became, when we receive grace, we then experience being accepted. We experience being accepted, and thus that compels us to feel acceptable. And when we feel acceptable, so when we receive grace and we thus become accepted because of that grace and we feel acceptable, shame, which was once in existence, is now eradicated. So that brings us really to a key aspect of this discussion, and it is the distinction and the difference between two words that at the surface seem identical but are actually very different. And those are the words accepted and acceptable. Accepted and acceptable. And it's really important for us to look at this. So let's look at acceptable first. When we consider the word acceptable, the definition is that we are capable or worthy of being accepted. Acceptable is the capability or the worthiness of being accepted. Now the key point here with this is acceptableness, whether you're capable or worthy of being accepted, whose responsibility is that? The onus is on you. It's on me. Whether we feel acceptable, whether we feel capable, whether we feel worthy of being accepted is all on us. Now how does that compare to then the word accepted? Accepted, the definition of accepted is this, regarded favorably and given approval. So the distinction here is where acceptable 
feeling worthy, feeling capable, that's on us. The onus for acceptableness is on us. The onus for being accepted is on somebody else. See, whether we are regarded favorably, whether we're given approval, that isn't on us, that's on somebody else approving us or regarding us with favor. You see the difference there? And so God has set this up through his son, Jesus Christ, the redemptive work of Jesus Christ on the cross. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, And when Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, he paved the way for us to have life everlasting through the gift of grace. And so when we decide to follow him and make him the leader of our lives, the Bible says we receive grace. Grace, unmerited favor. Not based on what we've done, but based on what Jesus has done. So the way God has set this up is through his son Jesus in that we, you and I, can be accepted before we feel acceptable. Do you see the difference there? The way God has set this up through Jesus Christ, through the gift of grace, we can experience acceptance regardless of whether we feel worthy or whether we feel acceptable. You don't have to feel worthy, feeling acceptable to be given approval, being accepted. And that your worth is not contingent on whether you feel worthy. Your worth, rather, is contingent on being given approval, on being accepted. That's where grace comes in. So based on this discussion, what could we say is the definition or a definition of grace? Well, grace is being accepted regardless of being acceptable. Grace is being accepted regardless of whether or not you feel acceptable, regardless of whether you feel worthy. Paul in Romans chapter 3, verses 20 through 24 says this, starting with verse 20. Therefore, he lays the groundwork here. He says, therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. Now, what is Paul saying there? He's saying that the way that the law works in relation to our sin is that the law is there in order to show us how far away we are from holiness. That we are undoubtedly, that we are by nature sinful. We have a perfect holy God and an imperfect unholy humanity and a huge chasm between we talked about this before, how it is thus impossible for an imperfect, unholy humanity to bridge that gap to get to God. And then Paul says in verse 21, but now apart from the law, 
the righteousness of God. So what is that? The righteousness of God. That is, that is a right relationship with him has been made known, meaning that through Jesus Christ, we now have an awareness and understanding of how it is we can have a right relationship with God, how that gap can be crossed. In verse 22, this righteousness, this right relationship with God is given through faith, believing in Jesus. And then in verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, meaning that you could have, you could have the most athletic person in the world trying to jump over that chasm to get to God, and it was not going to matter because no one reaches that other side. We all fall short from God's glory. And conjunctions are huge in the Bible. Buts, therefores, ands, we got to pay attention to this, all are justified. What does that word mean? Made right. We are made right now by what? God's grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. All Paul's saying here is regardless, regardless of whether you feel acceptable, Regardless of whether you feel worthy, if you believe in Jesus, if you decide to follow him and make him the leader of your life, you are accepted. And it doesn't matter whether you feel acceptable, because you are accepted. If because of grace, being accepted is not contingent on being acceptable, meaning that you can be accepted with, without feeling whether you're acceptable or worthy of that, then whose acceptance matters? Whose responsibility is it to accept us? Remember we talked about that, the distinction between acceptable and acceptance, where accepted is being regarded favorably or being given approval and how the onus on that is on somebody else. Is that your parents? Is that, is that your, your, your children? Is that the church? Is it your friends or your family or your workplace? Is it society in general? Whose acceptance matters? Romans chapter 3, verse 25, God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. Who presented Jesus? God did. God presented Jesus as an atonement, as a sacrifice, because it was necessary in order for you and I to receive the redemptive work and be saved by grace. God's acceptance is the only one that matters because all other acceptances are going to fade away. 
I mentioned this before, but we are all eternal beings. We don't often live like it. We live like there's no tomorrow. That's a catchphrase. It's probably been on some commercials, and we maybe have said that to somebody. Live like there's no tomorrow. There will be a tomorrow. And that tomorrow may be the last day that you have here on this earth. And regardless of whether you are saved through Jesus Christ or not, you will exist forever. The question is whether you will exist with God or whether you'll exist apart from Him for eternity. That's why grace is so important. Because it's the means in which we gain the only acceptance that matters. The only acceptance that matters is the eternal, never-changing, never-ending grace that God gives you and I because we believe in Jesus Christ. You see, grace is the difference between did and am. A-M. Did is what you deserve based on what you've done or what you haven't done. M is a statement of your worth based on the fact that you're someone of enormous value. Remember the equation that we looked at? Where the reason we experience shame is because we feel that we're unacceptable and we feel unacceptable because we're so afraid of not being accepted. And that shame like black mold in the corner of your life, it grows and it grows and before, before you even realize it's taken over and you feel like you can't escape it. But that's not what God has destined for you. It's not what God has destined for me. You see, shame wants, us, wants to take us away from the cross. We have the cross over here, and shame wants to keep us stuck. It actually wants to move us away from the cross because it convinces us, shame does, that we are so dirty, that we are so filthy, that we have no business being anywhere near that. And that until we can get this stuff taken care of, we can't even begin to approach the cross. That's what shame tells us. That's how shame speaks to us. That's how shame motivates us. But grace wants to do the opposite. Whereas I'm so afraid of being accepted and then I begin to feel that I'm unacceptable, then I'm just at the core of myself, at the base of myself, just unworthy and I live in this world of shame that is keeping me stuck and moving me away from the cross. Grace says, no, you are accepted. And you don't have to feel acceptable. You don't have to have everything worked out to approach the cross. The Bible says, fix your eyes on Jesus. Come to me as you are. 
Grace wants to lead us to the cross. Shame wants to lead us away from the cross. And so the way in which we experience shame is to receive it, to step forward, believing and accepting that we're worth it. We are acceptable. And it's not contingent on whether you feel you are or not, because you are. You see, when we approach the cross, an amazing thing happens, because when we receive grace, when we understand that we're accepted, regardless of whether we feel acceptable, it then changes everything about us, because that feeling of being unacceptable begins to dissipate and disappear because we're informed not by the lies but by the truth. In your worship folder, there's a, there's a little card. It's a business card. It looks just like this. I want you to grab that, please, and take that out. And I just... A lot of times for me, and, and this may be true for you as well, and it helps for me to have a visual. Have you ever heard that you need to preach the gospel to yourself every day? You know why we need to do that? It's because we're so fickle. Not because we're going to lose our faith, or not because we're going to lose the, the right relationship that we have with God because of grace, because of what Jesus Christ did, but because we're stupid, And we get wrapped up in these lies that pull us away from the cross. And so reminding ourselves of the cross of Christ every single day is a daily practice that we desperately need. And sometimes these little things can help. If you do something like this and you put it in your wallet or you put it in your, in your Bible and you, you go to it every now and then to remind yourself that you are indeed accepted. So what I want you to do with this card is the first thing is I want you to draw a cross. You're going to see a, a picture up here on the screen. And when you, um, let's get that up on the screen. There we go. So you got the cross. So draw a cross where you have a gap. The, bridge, the gap is bridged. Can we go to the next one? Just like that, okay? So draw a cross just like we talked about how the only way for that gap to be bridged was through the cross of Christ. After you draw that cross, what I want you to do is on those perforated lines, I want you to tear just where those perforated lines are. Tear where those perforated lines are. And then once you tear where those perforated lines are, I want you to fold each of those flaps up and remind yourself that regardless of whether you feel acceptable, you are accepted because of the cross of Christ. Shame is set to seek out and destroy. The only way that we can truly experience peace and life and hope in this life is through Jesus Christ. 
And my prayer for you, my prayer for all of you who are watching the live stream, my prayer for this church and for myself is that instead of remaining stuck, instead of pulling ourselves or allowing ourselves to be pulled away from the cross, thinking that we have to get things sorted out before we have any business there, that we instead turn and understand that because of what Jesus did, because of the grace that is provided to you and me, we are accepted and we don't have to feel acceptable for that to be true. And so instead we walk to the cross fixing our eyes on Jesus and allowing that to be the standard on which we base our worth. Let's pray. I thank You, Lord, for the privilege of being able to worship together. I thank you for all the hard work that goes into each week to make this possible so that we can remain connected, so that we can either be here in the building or we can be together as a church with people here and people watching. And Lord, I pray for continued wisdom as we strive to do the very best that we can Guide us, lead us, show us the way in which you want us to go, and then give us the courage to follow. And I pray, Lord, that today and in the days and weeks that follow, Lord, that you would propel us to fix our eyes on you. That we would walk towards the cross, having understood our acceptance through the grace that's been gifted to us because of your sacrifice that we would come to you just as we are and then allow you to do the transformative work in our lives to change us from the inside out that only you can do so that we can then feel acceptable because we are accepted. We thank you and we love you. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. Until either tonight, if you can be there tonight, it's going to be a great time, or next Sunday. I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week. God bless.